And the research really shows that providing your child with a tablet with some communication functions on it, there's so many different kinds, it's not going to remove the speech. It's really designed to support communication. It's another tool, right? So, you know, it's just there to provide another way of communication. So children are communicating with us all the way. But a lot of times what happens is parents aren't recognizing it. And that's what, like, we talk about how if a child even leans towards you a little bit, that's communication, then they want more of what you are just doing, right? It can be as subtle as that. If they just look at something or they might kind of sidle, like, you know, kind of walk by and look out of the corner of their eye at it, that's communication. So we're looking at all forms of communication, including if they're using a tablet. And really, it's another tool to support overall communication, which is something that we really support. Welcome to the Daily Naked Parent Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we'll be discussing how parents build communication when they start with connection at home. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. Before I introduce you to our guests today, let me start by sharing the Naked Parent Nation offering. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment, one day at a time. So if you're ready to take back your life or just continue your journey of awareness and connection, then let me welcome you to Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. So as we often do, before we get to our special conversation, we take a minute to ground ourselves. And sometimes we have a little music in the background and today we're gonna go with that. So if you wanna just sit up straight with your spine erect, eyes open or closed as you like, and just start to inhale and be conscious of your breath and exhale, and I will walk you through a short meditation. So I want you to notice what's going on 
with you right now. Whatever thoughts may be around, whatever feelings or emotions, any sensations, just feel those and take those in. Tune into whatever you're feeling inside and don't try and change it. Just allow it to be, observe it. As best as you can, let go of the tendency to try and control the thoughts and the feelings. See if you can allow yourself to be right here, right now. Gathering your attention on your breath, down to your stomach as you breathe in and out. Watch the stomach grow and then shrink. Not trying to do anything special, just let it flow in and out. If the mind wanders, just bring it back to the breath or watching the tummy go in and out. Now expand your attention to your whole body. Feel any sensations that you can feel from your head through your arms, to your fingertips, through your legs, down to your toes. See if you can feel your whole body, as many parts as possible at the same time. As you slowly come back into your body, moment by moment, breath by breath. As you go from being inside your body to your eyes, to opening your eyes and experiencing the room you're in, the feeling you had during those few moments. And try and remember if you had a chance to get away or if you felt a sense of peace or a sense of calm, that this might be a vehicle for you to use during challenging times throughout the day. It only has to be a couple minutes. But today we have the opportunity to speak with two guests, Sherry and Alicia. They are both pediatric speech language pathologists who have a passion for opening the doors of communication for children ages zero to three with their techniques working for ages older than three. They work with individuals that have characteristics of autism, those diagnosed with autism, and 
they believe that when parents meet their child where they are to first create the joy of back and forth interaction, parents unlock their child's communication in a way that no one else can. So that's most of us that are listening. And their approach is working with the parents, teaching the tools that can be used on a daily basis to help build that connection between parent and child. They do one-on-one -on -one coaching for families that want more help with this process, more intensive look at their communication with their children and help them build the skills they need to create lasting and continual progress. And you guys will have to let me, you gals will have to let me know if I got that right, but welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was great. We're super excited to be here. Yes, and that's very true. We do have a program customized, our coaching program customized for toddlers ages zero to three, but our approach works for all ages, which is super exciting. And we have other resources for that, that too. So we could talk about that later. That's awesome. Can each of you just take a minute to just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how you got into this field that is so important to the listeners of this show? Yeah, sure. I'll start. So I'm Alicia for anybody who's listening. So you can maybe match my voice <laughs> to who's talking. Sometimes I struggle with that on podcasts. I am a mom of three kids. I'm married. Um, my kids are older. Uh, we have, I have young adults now and a teenager. But I was really lucky in college. A friend of my mom's um, went back to school to become a speech pathologist. And I said, oh, what is that? And so I was interested and thankfully I just loved it from the get-go and went to school. And I've been a speech pathologist for a really long time, I think coming up on 27 years. Um, and really I've spent most of that time um, working with the zero to five population. So for me, the little ones have my heart. I feel like there's always so much to learn even if you're with a smaller age group. So I've just enjoyed all of that. I work um, now at a preschool in a public school and I work with kids, I work with them every day. And then I also do assessments with the team. Yeah. Awesome, nice to meet you a little bit. Yeah. So I'm Sherry and I have um, two grown uh, college age students and I have been married for 32 years, wow. got married young and I um, have had a road to get to speech language pathology. I started out earlier in early child development when I was younger. We had a journey to adopt our children and I adopted, we adopted our two children I was fortunate and blessed to be able to stay home with them for 10 years. And then at that time, I went back. And the more I worked with little kids in the early childhood area, I recognized how important communication was and just something kept tugging at my heart. I was my Alicia uh, was a friend of mine because my husband uh, coached her son when he was young in baseball. And I just mentioned to her I was interested and she was like, gave me the shove and we went from there. <laughs> so I went back to graduate school at 40, took my family on quite a journey um, because some of it was out of state. And um, once I finished, it was almost 10 years ago. Once I finished, I um, experienced every setting. I wanted to be sure I found exactly the right match. So I've worked from with babies, little tiny ones, all the way up to adults, and actually have loved every stage of it. I currently work in a school district. I do assessments for children um, kindergarten to the end of high school. 
And we have our coaching program for the little ones. So yeah, we just found this. We got here because I know that was part of your question too. We got here because Alicia and I have been friends. As I became a speech language pathologist with her, we would still meet regularly. Um, We would talk about families, talk about the amazing difference it made when a family took all of the information we gave them and they actually applied it at home. We talked about that all the time, that it was a night and day difference between families that carried over. And we were always like, if they just had the right tools, if families just had the right tools. So that's kind of how it was born is us talking about it for years until finally we were like, we should do it. Let's just do it. (laughs) That's awesome. You both don't look old enough to, for the things that you just shared for how long you've been married (laughs) and how long you've been in the field. Um, So that took me for a loop for a minute. Um, As a parent of a nonverbal child, And through the interviews that I have on the show with all the challenges in communication and the importance that that is, you know, that a parent craves for their child, you know, in order to help them, in order to feel that connection. And then with all the challenges of life moving so fast and not knowing how to address this issue, can you tell us a little bit about the challenges that parents are having or how some of the challenges that we face are straining our ability to build these communication channels with our children? Yeah, I think really our work works on that beginning piece of communication. So for so many parents that we work with, you know, they go to a speech therapist, they get an evaluation, and they hear all these things that their child can't do, right? right? There's all these milestones that, well, they're not doing this and they're not doing that. And Even so, what happens in that process, even though children aren't necessarily demonstrating certain skills, the therapy kind of starts at the word level, right? Because every family that we meet, they want their children to be able to talk and to be able to communicate with them. And so what happens sometimes is that we start at the level of talking. And so what Sherry and I do is we really look at what are all the skills that need to happen before that. And, you know, our favorite quote is we, you know, we want parents to understand that the value of of learning how to get a back and forth interaction is really where it starts. So we want to help the children understand the value of communication, the value of connection, and how joyful it can be and how fun it can be. And that's really where our work starts. And not a lot of people are talking about that or working on that, or they might be working on it in a, in a very structured way. So we get it at a, the most, in the most natural way we shape things. So we're working on that a very initial piece, getting your child to tune into you, getting your child to play peekaboo, chase, smile, those kinds of things. Yeah. So what we realized and why we were so discouraged was because we do see so many families that are working tirelessly on the strategies they've been given, the prompting, the withholding, lots of pieces that they've been taught in order to hold out for a specific piece of communication. It may not even be a word. It may be the sign more. It may be lots of different ways that parents are taught to not give their child something unless they give a certain piece of communication or they're prompting highly for that piece of communication. And our whole approach is about helping Toddlers is where we coach, but we also, our whole approach for then the information we provide is helping families understand that without creating that internal motivation for a child to really want to communicate, because that's just what it is, is our autistic communicators don't just 
automatically know the value and purpose and joy of a back and forth interaction. So when we help parents teach their child how good it feels, we use strategies, we use an approach that is unprompted, that is totally natural, that is helping their families really read their toddler and all the communication they give. So our whole approach, if people want to buy into it, is that all communication is valuable all communication. That includes behaviors, behaviors, that includes all communication. And when we learn to read our toddler or our older child, and we learn to respond to them in the way they need it most, they little by little learn the value and the purpose and the power of communication so that they'll want to use it. So that's really our main goal for families. And once they start, the joy that they feel, there's just no price on it. We just absolutely, we, it's so valuable to us. That's awesome. So when my son, who's now 13, was younger, um, he wasn't motivated to communicate, which sounds like something that you run into. And because of that, they introduced the tablet. Mm-hmm. A few mm-hmm. words that he had disappeared. And looking back, I try not to have regrets. Right, of right. course. But I wonder if I took away his ability to grow in his communication. What are your feelings on the tablet and introducing that into communication? We would say, first of all, we tell every family because every family, no matter where they come to us, they have regrets. And we just say, you worked with the information you had at the time and you can always move forward. And we always see a potential for more, like more connection that leads to more communication. Um, The research really shows that providing your child with a tablet with some communication functions on it. There's so many different kinds that it doesn't, it's not going to remove the speech. It's really designed to support communication. It's another tool, right? So, you know, it's just there to provide another way of communication. So children are communicating with us all the way, but a lot of times what happens is parents aren't recognizing it. And that's what, like we talk about how if a child even leans towards you a little bit, that's communication Then they want more of what you are just doing, right? It can be as subtle as that. If they just look at something or they might kind of sidle, like, you know, kind of walk by it and look out of the corner of their eye at it, that's communication. So we're looking at all forms of communication, including if they're using a tablet and really it's another tool to support overall communication, which is something that we really support. Yes. And so you're talking about augmentative communication, right? Using it either alternative or augmentative, usually both. All research supports that it's a valuable tool. So that is something for sure. What we have found is a lot of times when we work with our families, it's still super important because in the same way that a a tablet or whatever system you decide to use works, your toddler has to or your child has to feel the value of that back and forth communication, right? And feel that purpose and meaningful. So when it's, when you create that connection, you're still going to have even more of them being internally motivated to use that tablet, use that in order to communicate and find their voice. Because for us, we want children to find their voice. That is it. And it doesn't matter how they find it. It's super important to us that they find that voice and they're able to connect with others and communicate with others. And so that's what we want families to know is communication is way more important than speech. Usually it's a a surprise to have a child with special needs. A whole new world 
opens up to us and and we don't necessarily know where to plug in what to start with what does it look like for a parent and child when your expertise could help like you know what what would it look like at home for a family to reach out and contact you to help them like what challenges are happening that you can help with Yeah, well, a lot of our families come to us having used a lot of strategies or working in speech therapy without a lot of progress. So what we really do is we back it up. And it feels like parents are going backwards because we're going to work on communication and connection first versus words. And so a lot of our children are kids that are what we call them happy and wandering. There may be kind of happy little ones that just wander around. They don't really have a whole lot of interest. They're happy. We have kids that are um, so busy. They're very sensory seekers and they're doing a lot of running and they're not even really tuning in. Like when, you know, mom walks in the door or something drops in there, you know, something falls on the floor. They're not really tuning in. They're very active and they're running a lot. And parents are trying to like figure out how to like have them look at them or tune in or listen, right? We hear lots of families say, my child can't follow directions. So we have little ones that are, for the most part, not really even tuning into their environment a whole lot or the interactions that they're getting with their parents or other family members are really brief. And so what we do is we help them with our strategies and we talk about where we always start with social games or songs. So things like chase and tickle, things that are really fun because it's um, like you had talked about, you know, my child didn't have the motivation. So we're We're helping them figure that out. Like why it's so fun to interact with someone else, how, and after they figure that piece out, like how incredible it is that they can communicate something to someone else. They just don't understand that process yet. Right. So our approach overall is called IRC one minute at a time. And basically what it is, is that we believe that true progress happens one tiny, one minute or less interaction at a time versus what families think that they have to sit down for long periods. It actually happens in tiny interactions over time where you're helping your child understand that it's worth it to tune in, it's worth it to communicate, it's worth it to connect. And so we have three main pieces we coach families Mm -hmm. on, and we actually provide all the free information on our podcast. And for anyone who wants to try it and not do coaching, but in our coaching program, our overall approach is the first step is we want to ignite the social driver. That means we have specific tools. We have the families bring the fun. We have them become what they call a cartoon character of themselves because we are helping them help their child understand it's worth it to tune in. When I tune in, something fun happens. I am bringing these fun tools. So we talk about using your voice and your pace and all of the places you use it with the social games and songs, right? (laughs) And so that's our first piece. So they're working on that, bringing the fun. And little by little, the note, we have our main key to our approach is no expectation, no prompting and no pressure. So it's absolutely super critical because otherwise they're not going to see the value, right, to tune in. So then our second piece is that the R is that we teach families to read all of their child's communication. Every single thing as Alicia was talking about. And when they're in coaching, we coach them on that because they send us videos, we're able to see it. And then they learn to respond. So it becomes a, they take their their toddler's unintentional communication, things that maybe they weren't even doing on purpose, like moving closer, leaning in, and they help 
add meaning to that for their child by responding to it by what they're with what their child wanted and it's within a social game or song and then our last piece i'll let you yeah our last piece is the c and it's just creating more communication opportunities so once families have a really good understanding of how to bring the fun and they're igniting that social driver their child is tuning in having fun staying in interactions with them for brief periods of time the parents are getting good at responding we create opportunities for communication by pausing, by kind of reading their communication and giving them an open window for their child to communicate. Because what we want for the child is for them to start to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Recognize when they can communicate. So we leave this little open window and then we wait for the child's response. If they don't give a response, we still bring the fun. So it's a lot of very specific feedback that we can give about that. But like Sherry said, we also talk about all of this stuff on our podcast and things. And so families have can try everything that yes we, we that want we, we want our information available yeah. to everyone yeah because families we have many families um that use our information from our podcasts and our instagram and they feel a change right away because it's just a very different approach than what you've been taught and what families often realize is wow my child was communicating in ways i had no idea And then they also realize, wow, my child does not have that communicative intent, that desire once we talk about it. And so that we say every single bit of information is just information about their child. Every interaction is an opportunity to use their tools to create more joy and connection because it always, always, always goes back to the joy, helping them learn the joy of a back and forth interaction. And that's where all progress, we believe that's where all progress starts. And then it's never too late to start that. Awesome. Want to hear it now, want to hear it at the end of the show. And if you can send me links to where people can find you um, so that we can put it in the show notes after the show, that'd be great. But what's the name of the podcast and where do they find you on Instagram? Great. It's Autism Communication Toolkit is the name of the podcast. And we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, um, Audible, I believe. And I think I'm missing one more. And it's also on our website. So people can go there, which is www.connect-speech.com. And on Instagram, we're at Connect Speech. So all one word. Awesome. And again, if you can send me those details, if you haven't already, so we can put it in the show notes, that'd be awesome. Is there anything that parents are doing that they don't realize is, is hurting what they're actually trying to achieve that's hurting the communication rather than helping it that we just not realize what we're doing? Yes, a lot. And it's totally unintentional and it's totally um, very often what you've been taught by a professional. But when we start to think and we work with our families on that, when you just start to think about, you can switch that perspective anytime. So once you switch your perspective and looking at what communication they need to give me versus accepting all communication and responding to it, very often we know all families come to us who have been Mm -hmm. taught at some level to prompt, to use certain phrases, to get a a toddler or a child to speak or to give a sign or to do something, or they hold out, meaning they don't give the object unless, say, they don't give the food or they say, use your words. We have a lot of different pieces that we talk about in our podcast as far as kind of just Either they, they come naturally and they many of them work with other children, 
but for our early communicators or any communicator all the way through, even with the adults, if they don't feel that yet, that joy and that it's worth that back and forth interaction, then a lot of the strategies that we're taught to use just create pressure and they reduce the desire to communicate, right? We say that we want every time your toddler or child walks away from an interaction, we want them to feel as if that felt so good that that worth it to them to do it again. And a lot of the strategies we've been taught, you know, are not teaching that internal motivation. But the exciting piece is that it can be switched anytime. And when you switch, you feel the difference right away. That's awesome. Is there like a success story that you have off the top of your head that you can share with us? Yeah, we actually have a lot of things that come up with our families. And I think for us, just having parents feel good themselves in the interaction, because like Sherry was just explaining, they've been might have been taught to like, you know, don't give the apple juice until they try to reach for it or point for it or all these things. And it feels really awful to a lot of our parents. And once they switch their thinking about it and then their approach, and if their child looks at the applesauce and they give them the the apple juice and they just give them the apple juice and their child's so happy because they were understood, it feels really great to the kid, but it also feels amazing to the parent because they've just been feeling like they're so stuck at this place. Like they might, you know, they want me to hold out and I'm trying to get this word, but the word never comes, right? Because often they're working at a level too high. So it just feels like, I think one of our overall success stories that we experience with most families is they say to us just even a couple of weeks into coaching, like, I feel so much better. This is fun. I'm enjoying my child. And it really brings a lot of families together. We have a lot of like moms and dads or moms and grandparents working together. And like, there's just this amazing bond that happens between all of them because now they're having fun. Like they're working hard. They're using the tools. They're also having fun because they're getting responses from their child that they didn't before that feels so good. That basic connection that they were missing. Yeah. Yeah. One really awesome part of our approach is that um, families that work with us in coaching, by the time they go on to graduate, they take these skills and they continue. They know, we tell them they have the skills of a speech language pathologist and they continue because it becomes part of human nature or part of their natural daily routine because we really, our whole approach is believing, like we said, the one tiny interaction at a time, but within home. So you take it and you add it to your natural daily routine. How can you add it within mealtime, snack time, bath bath time? time. How do you create that fun? How do you read your child? So it removes all that pressure of these big, long things. But so we've had lots of, we get lots of celebrations. One thing we do say is that for us to buy into our approach, you must understand and really believe that you really want meaningful and purposeful communication from your child at whatever way they're going to be able to give it. And our goal is for families to have it with words. But the truth is that we have lots of families that come in and the way one dad described it was my child has words, but they're empty. They're not to anybody. They're not functional. And that's often what we see. Right. So our whole basis is that we want you to understand that meaningful, purposeful communication in whatever way they're able to give it because you've helped them understand it feels good to do that is more valuable than a hundred words. It's more valuable, right? It is the bigger picture of connection that leads to way more progress and communication than happens in most ways. Nice. Is there something we can try at home 
today? Is there something that, you know, a parent listening to the show can, their kid gets home today that they can try out that you can share with us? Yeah, a few things, actually. A great place to find them is on our Instagram. We have a whole series on songs, but like, we just recommend, you know, try a game of chase, right? And what you're going to do is you're going to bring a lot of fun. We really encourage our families to have the fun with the child. It's not a task. It's not speech therapy. It's you walk into the interaction having fun. And we have a lot of tools. So if you're doing a game of chase, you're going to be really use a big energy with your interactions. You're going to use exaggerated facial expressions. You're going to use big movements. I'm going to get you and you've got your arms up. So we have some strategies that talk about that. We have like pace is a really big one. When you do things fast, kids really love it. And then sometimes if you change it and go back to slow, they're like, oh, what just happened here? Let me tune in and see what's happening. So we just recommend like trying to bring energy, bring the fun, play with your voice and your facial expressions and pace. There's a bunch of things that we talk about. This is like a one second <laughs> strategy. And a, but, but yeah. a big thing too, that we would recommend that you could start today is start to look at all the ways, no matter what age your child is, that yeah. your child is already communicating to you. And so start to look at all of that as valuable. And when you start to look at, have what I've been taught in my strategies, are they creating the joy of communication with my child? Will my a child walk away feeling as if that was valuable? So here's an example. So your child walks into the kitchen and they look on the counter and they see goldfish crackers up there. We use that for all the time for <laughs> some time. reason. Goldfish crackers there. And they look at those goldfish crackers and they look back at you and they look at the goldfish crackers or they may only look at the goldfish crackers and never look at you. Mm -hmm. You have two options at that time and two different approaches. One is many what many things are taught, which is, what do you want? I want, and you wait. You hold the goldfish, you wait for a certain thing for them to say or do, a sign or something. That is one approach that creates pressure, prompting, totally unintentional by families, and majority of you have been taught that. The other option is that as soon as that child comes in and they, sees, they see those goldfish and you see in any way they communicate intentionally or unintentionally, which we talk about a lot. So they looked at those goldfish, they looked at you and that was all you got. You're gonna immediately grab those goldfish and you're gonna be like, you want goldfish? Here's the goldfish. And that is how they're gonna walk away realizing, wow, I did something to get that. What did I do to get that? And they may not be thinking those exact thoughts, but in their mind, they're making connections over and over that something I did got this great feeling. My need was met. I felt great social reward. And in the end, I want to try it again. For a parent that is listening, that feels like you could help them in some challenges they're having at home, what it, how do they get started? What's the first step that they take to get in touch with you? Well, I think one of the really good first steps is we do have a, like a five-day workshop. It's called The Guide to Unlocking Your Child's Communication, and we'll send you the it's link for workshop. that. It's a free workshop, and that really just kind of gives you more information about our approach and how we work, and that's really the best place for families to start because we go over the whole approach and why we do what we do, and so really that's the stepping stone, I think, for all. I think that would be the best first place for families to start with us. Yeah. And then from there, there's other options for coaching with us. And we are going to be having um, 
a course come out in a couple of weeks. I don't know when your podcast is airing, but that will have kind of like a small getting started package for families. And that would also be a great place to start too. So probably our website is where you can actually find all of that. A website is where you can get access to the five-day workshop, where you can check out some of our um, lives that we've done on different topics related to this and back and forth interaction and all of our strategies. Our um, podcast get is an there idea right on away. the website. Yes, our website, I think, pretty much holds yeah. everything, but it's a great way to kind of see all the different things we offer. Well, you two are a wealth of knowledge. I could keep going, but we have we have other things that we have to do in our lives. And I want to thank you for taking the time that you've taken today. In closing, for the parent that's out there with the low-functioning child that feels like, well, this is great for everybody else, but my child's low-functioning and they're just kind of feeling that doom and gloom, what do you say to them? We would say there is so much hope. And that is, those are the kids that we work with. It is never too late to start to create the joy of a back and forth interaction. And once you do, you get connection in a way you didn't expect. Every family will tell you that. And you also get communication in a way you didn't think possible that you realize is way more meaningful than what you've been trying to get before. So we would definitely say there's always, always hope. We absolutely know for sure that families, parents, working as teams, they can make way more progress than any professional ever could. And so we really believe when you have the right tools, you can really make a difference. A hundred percent. And it's one tiny interaction at a time. So it's not. It's our parents that do the work. We don't, we don't even, you know, we do a lot of our coaching on through Zoom and we don't we don't even see the child in person. It's the parents and the, the par- our parents create all the progress. Yeah. And we can start they can start wherever their child is at. Wherever. Exactly and, where they're and at. And that is who I mean all all the children that start with our program are not tuning in at all. At all. And they and by the end they have beautiful connections beautiful connection and communication with their families. It blows us away. It's progress we never even knew was possible, but only families can do it. And so we believe we're realizing we have the program for toddlers right now, but we're realizing more and more how this can expand. So that's why we want people to listen to our podcast because they can start it out right away themselves. That's awesome. So parents and Naked Parent Nation, there is hope. That's what I just heard. There is hope. I want to thank you again for taking the time to be on the show. It'd be great if we can use one another's platforms to share. I can share what you guys are doing. If you can share what we're doing here and together, we navigate this journey of life and family and communication and connection. And I want to thank you again and wish you both a wonderful day. Thank you so much. It's been a privilege to share the information. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. 
So follow the link in our show notes, and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. Bye.